Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, guys. We are here with the Hollywood Life Podcast, and I have so many questions because we have a very, very special guest here today, and you all are going to know her. We are here with Rachel Lindsay, former bachelorette and still engaged after the bachelorette, and we have so much to talk about. And we're also here with Ali Stegnita, our on-air anchor and entertainment writer. And she's just jam-packed with questions, too. Oh, I'm so too. excited. I love Rachel. Rachel and I are already, like, best friends. No, you guys have pumped me up. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. ready to go. We like, had such good conversation before. <laughs> yes. I can't wait. Yes, we do, because we have questions. And, of course, it was just, you know, in recent days that we had the Bachelor final. So we're, like, right in Bachelor Nation timing and we have here in our studio Nick the silent producer hi Nick hey Nick <laughs> so Rachel, welcome to Hollywood Life. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, you guys. So wow, happy to have you. We've yeah. been fans since day one. Yeah, I was. I, I thought that you were a fabulous bachelorette, and I'll, I'll, for many reasons. But one of my key reasons was, and you can answer questions about this too, is that you really asked questions about your suitors and had serious conversations about life goals and what were their views on important things about like if you're getting married do you want to have children and where do you want to live and how do you feel about me working and what about your career and would you move and I don't think I saw one of those conversations with Colton this season (laughs) but that is more typical on the show that you don't see those kind of conversations that are normal if you're thinking about about getting married to somebody so do they happen or was this like you wanted to make sure yeah for me I was more focused on the relationships that were in front of me rather than that I was putting on a show and I'm not saying that someone else was doing that but I think it's hard to separate the fact that you're trying to establish these relationships but you're also filming a TV show and for me I was very much so 31 turned 32 while filming the show taking a break from law, I wasn't going to waste my time doing it. I thought, okay, I'm here to see if I can find someone to spend the rest of my life with. So there's certain questions that just have to be asked. Yeah, exactly. Yes, the drama in the house, you talk about that, but it's like, okay, life outside of that, I need to see if we can work in real life. So I have questions I need to ask. But you were also a bachelor contestant, like a bachelorette Mm -hmm. for, was it Chris Souls? No, no, bachelor? Nick Nick Oh, Oh, that's (laughs) Right, the infamous Nick. And so when you were being the like the contestant, did Nick ask those questions to you or did you bring them up? I think you brought them up in I, conversations with him. Yeah, Nick really didn't. There we is no about, way Nick did. <laughs> and it's funny, I remember I took Nick to church, okay? Yes. And I was like, on a Sunday, this is typically what, what goes down for me. And so I wanted it to be as real as possible. And I remember we were talking about 
um, religion. And he was kind of like, let's talk about something else. And I'm like, but that's kind of real life. That was like one of the realest conversations we had had in front of the camera. And I just think sometimes people don't think it's interesting enough, it's entertaining enough. I I mean, I tried, but Nick was more about talking about what was in front of us, like Mm -hmm. the date we just went on. But then how do you choose a life mate because a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of people do on the show. They end up mm-hmm. engaged and a number of them have gotten married. Well, like, I think the percentage is low for the ones that have actually worked. And that's because I think people don't separate Bachelor World from real life. Like, there are a number of people on my season that in that world, we would have worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. But there was only one person who I felt I would work with outside of it and in real life. And you can't know that unless you ask real life questions. That's why I feel like Bachelor in Paradise actually has a better success rate because the dynamics are so different and mm-hmm. the downtime with each other is so different that you're able to actually kind of have those discussions without the cameras all the chaos yeah Yeah. I have two good friends Raven and Astrid who Mm -hmm. have have had very successful relationships from Bachelor in Paradise and I that's what I think are they still together they're still together who who are each of them with remind us Um, Astrid is with Kevin Mm -hmm. he was from Canada oh yeah yeah together and she moved to Canada wow and then Raven is with Adam who was on my season Mm -hmm. yes I remember Adam and she moved to Dallas for him and so it really does work which I think it's funny about Colton's season because the the way he kind of broke the mold, he created a Bachelor in Paradise situation. He right. got to date her for a week with all the other girls gone and and just kind of have the pressure away from like the ring. Like this like the virginity pressure, but mm-hmm. they have like the ring thing was gone. That's Bachelor in Paradise. Right. Exactly. And well, and listen, it seems to have worked. They look like they were thrilled last night. I mean, they truly look like they're in love now. So oh what do you think? <laughs> She's Oh my Lindsay gosh, is I skeptical. I'm so bad at controlling Rachel. my facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> if we weren't in person, you would have never known that. I think that it is easy to get caught up in the whirlwind of things right now. When you're in hiding, you are protected. And people can speculate that you're together. They can kind of have their opinions based on watching the show. But you are hidden, get to see each other privately from, from everybody else. And it is a lovely time. Then you put your relationship on display for everyone to pick apart and critique. This is when it gets hard now. And so I, I just feel like they're young and they're, they're very young into each mm-hmm. other. And I, I think their their feelings aren't on the same page. And I just think they're still? just like caught. I, I really do think I so. Do. You still. still think he's more in love with her than she 100%. is? 100%. I think she's caught up in everything. And we'll see what happens when... I am rooting for them. I just want yes. to say that. I always root for people in love. I just think that... We'll see what happens when the cameras go away. And well, now real life hits. Right. And the other thing is, though, she is very young. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's only just like 27, but she's only 23. Mm-hmm. It's just very young to be making life decisions or even getting engaged decisions. Right. I agree. Well, and I feel like she is very caught up in the whole thing, like you said. And I also think that we briefly spoke about this to each other just her family was so involved and so I'm just it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out and how it plays out in the next few weeks once the cameras go away and you had mentioned Rachel your your experience after the final rose um can you 
Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, let's just remind our, our oh, listeners yes. Yes. that um, Rachel got engaged to Brian. Oh, I'm going to mispronounce his last name. Abasolo. Abasolo. Mm-hmm. Brian Abasolo. And he is based in Miami. You were based in Houston. Dallas. Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was one of those Texas cities. Okay. <laughs> you were based in Dallas. Well, that's good, though, because you didn't get the hurricane. Um, and so it wasn't like it was going to be easy for you because you were going to have to deal with long distance. Now, is he still a trainer? I remember he was a trainer. So he's actually moved into that. So he, he did move to Dallas for me, which which is great. Okay. So that's, that's something people don't, everybody doesn't know. No. And he got his license. He's a chiropractor by trade. So he got Mm -hmm. his license to practice in Texas, but he's really trying to grow the fitness, personal training, nutrition side of things. And he's built his own lifestyle and wellness brand. And so that's what he's focusing a lot on now too. But you have some news because he moved for you because you were still practicing law Mm -hmm. at your law firm and you have just left the law firm a little over a couple of months ago Mm -hmm. and you were, you were practicing civil defense litigation. Yes. And, um, so fun. (laughs) very very different from being the bachelorette so you were practicing law and he moved for you but you just want to break the news to our audience that that about where you are going now yes i am returning the favor i am moving to miami (laughs) which is where brian's from which is where brian's from yes and it just makes more sense you know sometimes you have to make those sacrifices for the relationship i'm traveling all the time anyway and he supported me now it's my turn to do the same for him but why move back like he already set up a practice in Dallas. Well, he hadn't actually. Ah. He hadn't set up, set it up there. And so to answer your question, it is better for him to do that in Miami just with his connection. Definitely. Like who he knows and his team is there. So like I want to go back and, and do that with him. And da- and Miami's such a fit town too. So it's mm-hmm. such a great place to do it. And also, I mean, I know you're like a Texas girl, but I feel like you're going to be a good East Coaster. Do you think yeah, so? Yeah, I do. Thank you for that compliment. I do. From a Jersey girl, I think you're going to be good. <laughs> I, I'm, ex- I'm embracing it now. Like yeah. I, people are like, wow, you're moving to Miami. And I said, listen, I'm going to be honest. It took me a while to get here just to, I like change, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, Texas is great for all these reasons, but and I also your family was there. My family's yeah. there and, and his family's all in Miami, but it just took some time for me to get there. I, I, I don't want to make it seem like I was just so on board. Right. Well, cause you're a strong woman and that's something that Bonnie, I remember when we watched your season would just say every, you know, after every episode, she would come in the next day and be like, Rachel is just so strong in her convictions and what she wants and she knows what she wants. I just, I really do recall you saying that. And it was so nice to see a woman up there who just was, knew what she wanted. And even on Nick's season. And also was very career focused. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of the, the bachelorettes and the contestants, they don't talk about their careers as if they're super important. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of the contestants on bachelor will say, well, I just want to be a a wife and mom. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I mean, most women work today, so it's not that representative. I was going to say no shade, but it's the truth. Most of them don't have careers. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they come in, 
maybe using it as a springboard for something else. Maybe they're still trying in a place where they're trying to find themselves because a lot of them are younger. You know, I was still in school at 23, whatever Cassie yeah. is. So I was still, so she's a student. I was a student too at that age. So I get it. It's like, it's a little different. Well, speaking of that, so since you are unusual from the typical profile, why did you decide to be a Bachelor contestant in Nick Vile's season? It's it's insane because I didn't even watch the show like that before, but I had two coworkers who I am thankful for to this day who yes. came into my office and said, hey, they're having tryouts two weeks you know, from now down the down the street, you should go try out for The Bachelor. And I remember laughing and I was like, you guys, why would I do that? And I don't watch the show, but I know that like the person of color, like the black person never goes far. I know that's a running joke. Well, you were the first person, woman of color mm-hmm. who was The Bachelorette. Yeah. And so I, for me, it's kind of like the odds are against me. But then I thought, well, why not? I kind yeah. of was at a place in my life where I was like, I was complacent. Mm-hmm. I had done everything I said I was going to do professionally, but something was still missing. I didn't feel complete. I didn't feel happy. I wanted more. And I wanted, to be honest, a bit of an escape. So I thought, eh, why not? Let's just see what happens. I'm open to it. Right. Take two months off of work. You know? That helped. My yeah. job was insanely supportive. And I am why do Why were grateful. they so supportive? They what? just thought it was great publicity? That, I'm happy that my boss was progressive enough to think of it that mm-hmm. way, but he's also a super fan of the show. Oh, funny. Ah! And, that, and so I funny. didn't know that. And he had just ah! become a fan of the show that That's summer so during his vacation. His daughters were watching Bachelor in Paradise. And he was like, what is this thing? Got so sucked in, went back and started watching other seasons. Oh so my then gosh. here I come in August. He just got back from vacation. And I'm like, well, I've been approached to do The Bachelorette. He throws his hands in the, up in the air and he's like, yes, you go find love. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fantastic. Like, Everything the stars yeah. aligned for me. It really did. Now, you're so you are now moving to Miami very shortly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hear that you're wedding dress shopping or yes. wedding gown shopping. So I assume that there is a wedding date or at least close to that. Yes. We have said August 2019. My wedding planner has been very strict about me saying, not giving the exact yes. date or location, yeah. but it will be in the Caribbean. So it's going to be hot August in the Caribbean. Um, it may come a shock to people to hear me say I'm getting a wedding gown because I was very emphatic about wanting a wedding suit. Yes. That's I, all yeah. I wanted to wear was a pantsuit. And then I'm working with Randy Rom, who designed my dresses, most of them on the show, mm-hmm. actually. So it was like I met Brian in a Randy Rom. He proposed mm-hmm. to me in a Randy Rom. It just makes perfect sense. How did a great you, relationship with her. How did you hook up with Randy Rom? So she was doing the dresses on the show. Oh, she I was actually see. like, you, no, she wasn't there. Got it. But I so connected to her dresses. I know that sounds weird, but I did oh, on the show. Well, you looked beautiful. In Thank them. you. And they just had so much personality. And I reached out to her and we've had a relationship ever since the show. I mean, I had dinner with her last night. Oh. And so she's doing my dress and I just feel like she gets me. And mm-hmm. so that's that's very exciting. And she was the one who said to me, you want to wear something that you can't emulate on a red carpet. You want it to be for you. You want it to be to speak to Brian. And I thought, that's why you're a wedding dress designer. <laughs> because you just got my mind right. Now yeah. I want to wear a dress. Right, right. And so August 2019, mm-hmm. that's this August, mm-hmm. in the Caribbean. And, in, and Brian, now what made him, well, first of all, what made him out of like, you know, out of the blue, decide to be a contestant. And then what makes it it work with the two of you so well? 
I think, okay, so to answer your first question, he went on the show, because he was older too. Mm -hmm. I was 31, turned 32 on the show, he was 37. His best friend called him, he didn't pick up the phone, he was at work. She called him again, she's like, you wanna pick up this phone call, I have a friend who's looking for contestants, I think Rachel's oh. who's going to be the bachelorette, I think y'all would be great together. Hmm. And she said, this I think- so crazy. So he didn't have to go <laughs> to like an actual tryout, he just, because her, her his friend, knew this producer he just went to a private one they were like you'd be great and then they just kind of sent him on and it, it's perfect how it worked out and was he looking for love in particular yeah for him he was in a place where that's what he wanted he had come out of um, a relationship he had a four-year relationship then was dating and he was trying everything then had a serious relationship and then it came out on the show she didn't get along with his mom and it right. just didn't work out right so he was ready he was in a place where he was ready for something serious and i think that to answer your second question is why things worked for us so well we were both in a place where we were ready to find one another. So like he always says timing is everything and after mm -hmm. going through this whole process, I totally get it. Plus we both had careers. We both had kind of gone through the whole thing of our 20s. We were just in that place in our lives and plus we just like vibed really well. We connected from the beginning. I gave him my first rose. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it, it's insane to me how well we connected. Even our families get along so well. Like when I come next week to go wedding dress shopping, his mom will be here. My mom will be here. Oh, they talk nice. all the time. Yeah, it just, it fits so great. I feel like, um, and I had actually said this when I had watched this season um, with Colton and Cassie, that I felt like when they were on camera together, and maybe it was the producers, but it, they just seemed smitten with each other. Yeah. And it was the same with you and Brian that like, I almost feel as though if it weren't, if the show didn't happen and you guys met, you know, at a bar, like everyone else, um, <laughs> um, that you guys would still be together. I think You know so what too. I mean? I really do. I, I think so too. And like, I, I think it's obvious because I gave him my first rose, which means we had that yeah. connection, that physical attraction. You don't really know the person that well at that point, but there's something well, that no, like that first sparks cocktail your party. Yeah. And you're trying to like, I couldn't even remember Brian's name. I was just like, who's that guy who spoke Spanish to me? Like, where mm -hmm. is he? I want to talk to him again. So yeah, definitely that would be the case. And I agree with you with Cassie and Colton. Yeah. So he obviously made a first impression, a good first impression mm -hmm. on you. How quickly did things develop after that? I would, for me, my top two were my top two pretty much no, not pretty much. They were the entire time. Mm -hmm. So I knew I had a connection with Brian. I was hesitant with him because he was just like so we fit together so well that I was like no there has to be something that's mm -hmm. wrong so then after our first date I thought no he's really who he says he is and then our second date I thought okay this is sealed the deal for me and then after meeting his family I remember I had whispered to a producer I was like it's Brian you know but it's you still you have to still you keep still going. you have to play the game right. and go through which we saw that happen differently mm -hmm. this season with Colton, which is interesting. I don't know what they're going to do moving forward because now he has set a tone and now other people are going to say, hey, I want to do what Colton did. Because if I had come after Colton and I had 
seen what he did, I would have said, well, I'm leaving too. I know who I want. I don't want to continue with everyone else. I don't want to do this. Right. That makes sense what right. you do in real life. And right. so you felt you felt like you had you were doing a show and you felt that responsibility. Sure. So you had to keep leading on basically two other guys. Yeah. And it's not that I didn't care for them. Like, and that's when people are like, oh, you cry so hard. It's like, ask any lead who's in that position. Colton boohooed over Hannah G sending her own. Yeah. When, when you have to break someone's heart who you've been spending all this time with, who you've made a connection with, there's a reason they made it this far. It hurts to let them, they think they're going to spend the rest of your life with you right. in some capacity, whether they propose or not. And here you are breaking their heart. That is tough when you care about somebody. And that's something that every lead, including myself, underestimates. Yeah. Well, it's like JP and Ashley. I remember they have come on our podcast before and Ashley was like, oh, I knew from day two that it was JP, but they had to go along with the whole thing and they would sneak out of their hotel rooms and like see each other and stuff. But Did she they really, yes. Oh yeah. They would sneak out and see each other. They would go past producers. JP would like sneak into her hotel room. He'd like <laughs> scale the hotel walls oh my God. and they would like sneak it through. And then she would be like, I'm telling you, I'm choosing you. But then the next day she'd bring someone else on a date and they were like, I think it, Catherine and Sean did some of that too. Cause I, we've Caitlin. interviewed Caitlin and Sean Booth. Caitlin yeah. definitely did. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Caitlin, Caitlin did with Polly. No, no, no. Not Caitlin and Sean Booth. It was um, you know, JoJo and Jordan? No, it was uh, it, the, the guy who was the born again virgin. Oh, with Sean, Catherine. Sean and Catherine. Yeah, oh, Sean, Sean and Catherine. Oh, yeah. yes. Right. Yes, yes. Sean and Catherine, because we've had them on the podcast a couple of times. And I think that they all they knew pretty much right away, too. So they were kind of That's secretly so seeing. They would each secretly other. see I'm each other. You should have talked to them before. I'm such a rule breaker, and I didn't do that. I would give out my hotel room number like I put my hand hand down and I'd be like five two three and they were like just like we saw you do that but nobody I never snuck I think I was just too scared to do yeah. that kind of thing I didn't want to mess up a season and I had heard like Caitlin and other oh, people yeah. had done that and so I was like yeah no, I don't want I don't want to do that so the time that you got to spend with Brian was like literally in front of the camera you didn't get any other alone time and you still had to know until the fantasy suite that's when you get alone alone time and that's when I like I said this at before the end. that's at the end you don't have any time uh -huh. none like we didn't sneak off I just I don't know I think being a lawyer being 32 dating I've been through this whole dating thing you know I just knew what I was looking for and I knew I would when I saw it I would know it yeah well at least you get the opportunity to kiss a lot because <laughs> they want you to kiss. So yes. you're like making out with all these guys. So I guess you could also at least be able to tell you've got some kind of physical connection because you're kissing them. Oh, yeah. Brian was an amazing... People like got on his kissing because it was yes, so like did. in your face and it, but I, I guess I like that I guess I like it so <laughs> yeah he kissed you like the first night he did and it was <laughs> yeah. so good he was the first one he was well, yeah I remember that was usually the first kiss they usually win it was so good because I had some bad kissers I'm not even gonna lie but Brian was <laughs> we were just like in sync and, you had and to people keep hated kissing it them. I loved it yeah. <laughs> like you have to keep kissing guys. Ew, you no didn't one's want a worse kiss. kisser yes. to watch than Ari. Ari is the most disgusting kisser to watch. <laughs> I know. I was thankful for him when he came after us. I was yeah. like, Brian, he's got you beat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
So that's, well, that's so interesting that you really had to make a decision about somebody based on the time. Now, when you were though at your dinners, because you have a couple of your alone dates, did you get more time than we saw on camera to actually be able to talk? Yes, you definitely, we, we, those dates are probably about an hour, maybe a little bit longer. It's not even that long. But you see seven minutes mm-hmm. at best of it. So we do get more time with each other. And then like there are some moments where there's the camera's not on you and you're, you might be standing there and you might talk to each other. Like I remember Brian and I were in the car one time together and it just wasn't filmed. Peter and I got to travel. We went on that glacier mm-hmm. and we had to come back in a car and we were together the whole time without without a camera. That's so nice. like there was debt producers around but we still had time off camera. Right, so that you get to have longer conversations. Mm-hmm. Well, cuz there are those go- there are contestants that are just are clearly there to become famous. Sure. And was that easy to tell? For me it was and I I I'm, I don't always get things right, but I do feel like I can read people well. Yeah. And it was a good skill to have obviously in this situation. And so there was one obvious I had the waboom guy do you all remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> that was clear what he was there for, but you know what's crazy? We got along so well that right. y'all didn't see. Like if he had put down the megaphone and the t-shirts, he probably would have stayed longer and not engaged in some of the the drama in the house. Mm-hmm. We he was older and he like went to Berkeley and so we would have these really good conversations that people didn't get to see. But it was obvious he was there for fame. Mm-hmm. The other ones, I just was kind of like, you're not really into me. Maybe you're just, this is an opportunity to see what could happen. I kind of got the feel with that. Yeah. Um, so for the wedding, are you going to be having some of the other bachelor and bachelorettes? Is there going to be a heavy bachelor contingent? So I wouldn't say heavy. I told them originally none of them are coming. And that, that was just because Corinne probably fret, flipped out. <laughs> <laughs> Corinne it will be invited for oh, sure. Yeah. But not all the girls will. And I do get along with all the girls that I was on yeah. next season with. So it's hard. But I really am kind of ruthless when it comes to this wedding. And I'm what about like, Vanessa? Who do I, Vanessa won't come. I, and it's Vanessa not, is not, it's wait, not she was bad. not nice to you. <laughs> she wasn't, but we've since made up. Like we both oh, just had, it, it, was on, it, was on both, <laughs> it was on both of us. And so we are, we have since we're, we're cool with each other, but not cool enough to where I wouldn't no. be expected to be invited to her wedding and vice versa. Well, Only was people that, I talk to consistently. Did you coming. not get along because you both were, you seriously were both interested in Nick? No, that's not why I didn't get along with her. Oh. I, I sat back and I observed certain things in the house that I wasn't comfortable with. And I'm like, I don't have to be close with everybody. That's not something I really want to be affiliated with. So I just stuck to my girls and I had my core of friends. And it was fine when there were a lot of people in the house. But as the numbers got smaller, it was very obvious that I was avoiding her. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's when things came to a head and things were misinterpreted as Maybe I was ostracizing her, but I just was staying away from her. I, and I, that was my personal thing. And so just we just didn't get along towards the end. Yeah. Huh. Oil and what did, what did Hannah and uh, Caitlin say the other day? Oil and vinegar? Oil and water? Yeah, but, yeah but oil and water. Like, and some people are. Yeah. There's a lot of girls in that house. Yeah, but, all, but it's interesting because she also had forced Nick to have serious conversations. Yeah, she did. And she was one of the older ones in the house. And I think for her, it was very serious. I mean, because like she said, my family, I'm very close with my family. You live here. I live in a different country. And she was taking it seriously. And I 
And I respected that with her too. And I think that that's why maybe there was some contention at the end too, because it was very real for her. And I will always say that about her process. It was real for her. I don't think, I never thought she was in it for anything other than for him. Mm-hmm. So who else will be going to your wedding? So I'm close with Astrid, mm-hmm. Raven, Alexis, Whitney, mm-hmm. Christina, Corinne. Those are for sure people. Because yeah. those are people that I talk to regularly. Yeah. And you guys always go out together like when you're all in LA because I know Corinne well. So I like love always her. I love you guys all together. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> I do. I we I am very fortunate with the group of girls yeah. that I was on next season with. They're, they're just a different breed. I watch girls in other seasons and I'm like, I don't know if I would have fit in Mm-mm. with that bunch. I had a great group of women. You really did. And what about some of the um, the other male contestants? Did Brian get close to any of them? It's weird when you win for lack of better words you're kind of separated from the other men the other men all have this group chat where they like Mm -hmm. talk bad about the lead even the women (laughs) do it the women do it too you know there's this group chat that they invite you and even the producers warn you about it they're like don't get in that group chat I think Reality Steve is in that group chat, which is how he spoils things because I'm just... Not a bad idea. He knows everything and people talk about everything in these group chats. And so if you win, you're not in it. So you don't have that camaraderie that those guys have because they don't want you to be... They don't want you to hear them talking about whoever you chose. Right. And so he has some that he's close to. Definitely. 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 (laughs) There's some that he's close to, like Matt... Um, on my season, you didn't see a lot of him, but he was he was one of the good ones. Is Matt the Canadian? No, too? no. Matt is from Connecticut. Okay. And a lot of people were like, he came in a penguin outfit, and they were like, how did he oh. make it so far? And I'm like, he was such a good guy. I cried mm-hmm. really, really hard when he left. Nobody talks about that, but I did. They showed it. Um, but Adam will probably be there because of Raven. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin will probably be there with Astrid. Mm-hmm. And then... Matt, Eric, that's that's who he's close to. Amazing. Well, I think that's a, a, de- a decent contingent, contingency. But Chris Harrison is not like, nego- he's not. Uh, he's not officiating. Not officiating. <laughs> no, he's not. He's invited. I'm oh, inviting several okay. people like oh, behind the scenes. And yeah, like that I was close with, like actually the lady who did my makeup on the show is going to do my makeup oh. for the wedding. Um, Carrie, the stylist, is going to come to my final fitting because I still talk to these people. I'm yeah. so close with them, and so they'll be at the wedding. Well, it's how you found love. Yeah, I mean, and you do. You know, you'll pay tribute to that. Now, I really want to talk about after the final rose and what you thought of last night's finale, but also how it compares to yours and the essay that you had written after Becca's yeah. season. So. You see, they've never done what they did with me again to any other contestant because it was so much. So normally what happens is as the lead, you get every episode before, like a, like three or four days before it airs, you get to see it. So it's nice because you can sit down with your significant other. You can kind of prepare them for, oh, sorry, I made out with this person. <laughs> right, talk it out. You know, have those tough conversations. It's very, very hard. Um, so you have that. Well, for the finale, for me, for the first time, They did not let me watch it before. Normally, you get to watch it behind the scenes. They had me watch it on stage in front of a live audience and sit there for three hours. That's so hard. Never happened before because they thought, oh, she can handle it. Um, She can't control her facial expressions, so that'll be good TV, and we can get, like, natural reactions out of her. Now, just remind us, in the fantasy suites, did you do more than one? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I had, well, I had three, three fantasies. Three. Three. Right. Yeah. But was it serious in more than one? Maybe. <laughs> they were all serious to me. I will say, I will say they were all serious to me. Um, because I had a list of questions that I was asking the men and I, th that was very important for me. Like I, yes, we were alone, but I need to ask you questions that I don't get to ask on, on camera. camera, you know, like so politics. Smart. That is, Rachel. that was like so big for me politically. I needed to know what you think, you know, religion, where do you stand? Well, yeah. How do you want to raise kids? How, those were, I had a long mm -hmm. list of questions. I actually those found my super, list the other day that I had. Super important questions. Yeah. And then I took questions that my family had from meeting the men. I took questions that his family had with me. I wrote them down. It was it That was is brilliant, very Rachel. Serious for me. <laughs> and then I'm like, we can have fun. Right. But like, let's get down to business but first. <laughs> so they were all serious in that regard. That's as far as I'll go with that. Let's just say I had a lot of so, fun. And then the, <laughs> the final episode, okay, though, so is then, just the two, right? Because that's the typical final episode is just the, the two. two. No, it's three. Well, now it's three starting okay. with my season. Right. Oh, they changed okay. it again. So they right. had me deal with Eric on stage for the first time. And then and I'm watching our breakup and watching how it's edited. And then they had me do the same thing with Peter, which I knew it was an emotional breakup. And I had already told Brian about it. I was like, you're going to have a hard time watching it. it. It was very real, but I can always say that in the moment I gave it my all mm -hmm. and I saw everything through. What they didn't show you is that I walked in going to send him home that night, but we had a maybe a five-hour breakup. I am not even exaggerating. Wow. Why was it? Why so long? It was like he wanted to keep talking. He wanted me to stay the night. He wanted, um, like, it was hard for me to say goodbye too. You know, of like course. you wanted to see the whole thing through, like talk everything out, have that closure conversation. Because for me, I knew it was going to be it. So it's like I wanted to talk it out. And then he was revealing new feelings to me in this conversation. I wasn't ready for that. I always have said he reminds me of the guys that I dated before, mm -hmm. and just giving me just a little bit to stay to to stay in, along in the relationship. And so I was fighting those that old me versus what I knew was right for me. And it, it was it was a tough breakup and I've never denied it. Well, anyways, I have to watch all this on stage for the first time. And then he comes out and Chris Harrison says to me things like, and he had this infamous line of saying, well, if you don't choose me, you're gonna live a mediocre life. Right. Well, I forgot he said that. It was three months ago, so I'm watching it, and I'm, like, boiling. I'm like, he did say that to me, like, the audacity to say that. Yeah. So Chris Harrison says to me, you seem angry. Okay, I was mad about that because that's just – I hadn't raised my voice. I hadn't rolled my eyes. I hadn't done anything. And it's just, like, you can't say that, honestly, to a black woman because then you're going to be labeled as the angry black female. Right which I was after that. Everybody talked about how angry and bitter I was. Then Peter comes and says, after, well, then I say, oh, well, you said I was living a mediocre life. I'm actually living my best life. And I like kind of like flip mm -hmm. my hair and turn to the side. So when we come back from commercial, Peter goes, I feel like you attacked me. That's all I said. 
Social media ran with it. Articles. Rachel attacked him. Oh, she was so. She's still upset. She's still bitter. That's who she wanted. She only wanted a ring. That's why she. It was the everything the way it was set up. The questions that I was asked. It was it was a nightmare when it should have been the happiest yes, day of my life. Right. I see. And people were so fixated, and our breakup was longer than my proposal right. and engagement airtime with Brian. So the whole thing, the whole drama, was my breakup, and that's all they focused on. Fast forward to Becca's season, who I was so happy for. I was on her season. I was rooting oh, for her. Yes. I like Becca. I still do to this day. I just think she's just like a genuine, great person. Mm -hmm. Anyways, she had controversy surrounding her season with the guy she picked and him liking certain pictures. And there mm -hmm. was this whole thing about it. They didn't even really focus on that. They asked him like two questions and they moved on. You might not have agreed with her pick, but you saw the progression of her love story and you understood it. I didn't get that with Brian. Mm -hmm. They focused more on my relationship with Peter, my number two. I was upset about that. Becca also didn't sit on stage for three hours and get grilled and was put on like display that entire time. She got to hide behind the back, which is what you see now, and only was brought out at certain moments. So I was very upset about that. So I, after watching Becca's season, I, it, it almost made me emotional. And I got, I just put pen to the paper and I was blogging for Us Weekly at the time and I just wrote about the Bachelor franchise and do and do they care about you having a happy ending? For some people they do, for some they don't. And then I talked about all the feelings that I felt that day that I had never expressed before. One, because I was out of contract and so now I can right. voice that opinion. And I talked about being labeled an angry black female, being put on display for three hours, no one else had to do that. The things, the jabs that were thrown at me, not because my dress looked a certain way, not because I wore my hair or my makeup, because of the color of my skin. Yeah. And I talked about that. and how nobody has gone through that to this point. And I don't know if they ever will because they haven't had another lead of color, period. And so since then, I've just kind of taken a step back from the franchise. And I'm, I'm not anti it because I, do, I did find love and that is the goal. But I don't want to put myself in a position where I can be cut and pasted in a certain way for people for to... television. Yes. For traumatic television. Yeah. Which for, is what they were doing. Yeah, and I understand all of that, but to see it not happen with other people and the way mm -hmm. that it happened with me was very, very upsetting. When, sad to say, you have to be sensitive about certain things because of the way people think and because this was an audience that had never seen a person of color in this role before. And they played into certain stereotypes right. and it was really upsetting to me. They could have been great mm -hmm. and they blew it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. To this day, people still question, even with what happened in Colton and Cassie's season, people are still tweeting at me and messaging me and saying, well, at least Colton followed his heart. Unlike you, you followed a ring because of how it was shown on the but show. I don't understand. Like because they thought you liked that ring better or something. They thought all I wanted to do was be engaged. And that's how the show but then, showed it. But if you only wanted to be engaged, then you could have chosen Peter. Like, or, well, no, like, but Peter did pulled oh, a little tight. Oh, yeah, yeah, he got yeah. A little like he wasn't feet. ready. He wasn't ready. He wasn't that's ready. right. And so they're like, "Well, you if that that's who you." Then why did he take so emotion, long to break up? Like if he wasn't ready, well, he actually said, "I'll propose to you if that's what you want." Right. And I but nobody heard that, and I and it was aired, and I still said no. One because he wasn't what I wanted, and right. if, and even if he was, that wouldn't be the way that I that no. I wanted it. So it it, it just was like. Now I'm getting compared to like that season two. Right. It's like people won't let it go. And it's all because of how it was aired. When all I wanted to do was send him home because I didn't think it was right for him to be standing up there at the end when I knew what I was going to do.
And you knew from day one that it was Brian, but the edit didn't show that. Like, and I even remember being like, who's Brian? You know, you probably didn't even realize who Brian was until you had five people left because they just didn't give him the right. airtime. They, they didn't build it. And Hannah G, I was pretty pr- proud of her um, the other great. day because she was like, and now I've realized that my edit didn't really, you guys don't really know who I am at all because all they showed was her like half naked and kissing him the whole time. She, mm-hmm. she came off and, like an airhead. Right. And getting the Southern, uh, Southern etiquette. Right. And that was yeah. it. Whereas, and she's, she's mad. I, she's definitely mad too. She, I really liked her and the way she handled herself in Me the too. finale. I did and too. I, and I was like, wow, there was so much more to her that we just didn't yeah, get Yeah. And see. I was, right. that's how I felt too. I was shocked because I thought, wow, I'm really liking Hannah G. And I'd never really felt like she was a person before. Right. Because they didn't show us that. And they didn't show us your side of the relationship with Brian. And they were focusing on, you know, Peter with the like steamy hair and mm-hmm. whatever. And, that's why people were so confused. And I and I understand. That's what I all have come out and said, too. I get why people are confused. I yeah. get why people think that I, because that's what everyone was saying. Oh, she just wanted a ring, so she settled for what was a sure thing. I uh, totally understand why someone would say that, because that is how it looks watching mm-hmm. the show. Well, I kept wondering why you kept Peter around, because he didn't seem to be ready yet. Like, just like how Colton wasn't ready, he didn't, he wasn't ready. So, or not, not, not Colton, Cassie. For me, he was always the guy I liked second best. And yeah. so you do keep the people around. Like there was a point where I was going to send him home when they were the top three. But then I thought, well, Eric has already professed his love. And I would hate to make him think that it's even far, further down. At least Peter hasn't confessed feelings of love yet. So it'll be easier to send him home because he's not there yet. Right. And then we get to the breakup, and so he's like, logic. And he's like, there was logic until it we has get to the to breakup. Be, right? logic. Yeah. yeah. And we, and when I was trying to break up with him, he was like, No, I'm in love with you. These feelings are new. So it's like, and then, <gasps> he, then he said that, and it was like, This was supposed to be an easy breakup. You don't even love me. So it's like, it's whatever. Right. And then they didn't show that. No, they showed him saying, yeah. I'm in love with you. Right. But, yeah, they, showed but, him they, also, but they didn't show her they reaction. Saw, right. heard what they wanted to hear. They saw what they wanted to see. And Brian looked like the charming Rico Suave mm-hmm. Miami guy who was just like, it, they made him look slimy a little yeah. bit. I'm not even going to lie. They did. And they I, kind of made his mom look crazy. Like, I remember his mom. Like, they made his mom look like crazy because it was like the whole storyline with like his ex-girlfriend not getting along with her. Oh, Okay, his mom, I would love her to be like, I want to be her friend. Like, she is epic. She's so much fun. She's so fun. Yeah, I was worried. I do agree that I was, I didn't think they made Brian look slimy, but I was worried about you with his mom, the way they portrayed her, because I thought, oh no, she's not going to be welcoming. She's going to be interfering in your life. No, she's like, you love my son, I love you. And she actually said that, they just didn't air that part. And for Brian, they played into every Latin stereotype possible. If you even go back and watch, when he comes into the room, they play Spanish music. (laughs) Like, why? (laughs) I just don't get it. And it's things you don't notice, but subconsciously, like that's that's, that's you're so watching funny. that right and you're like oh because he's latino and very in touch with his latino side yeah yeah they, pl- they played into every stereotype oh. and so they know their audience they know what they're doing there's a reason this show has been on for right. 17 years and that's what i tell people and sometimes people are critical of me because they're like well you talk about the way things were edited with you how could you be so critical of cassie and colton and i'm like well i'm not that critical i'm actually rooting for them because i would want people to find it but 
it's not critical when the girl ran away from you, when the girl is giving you every <laughs> single reason to send her home and she keeps telling you, I don't want to commit a relationship. I don't know. That's not edited. That's I'm just that's what, she's, what she said. She kept saying she was so confused and she didn't know if she could get there. Yeah. Um, well, so I take it that you're not having your wedding filmed. No, I am not. <laughs> for I'm a special, a Not TV for special. television, at least, not for memories. for television. I will tell you, and I actually haven't said this before, but I'm going to do something with the show to show, I think they want to do something where it shows, you know, we do support their relationship and maybe we didn't show it in the best way. So there will be something. I'm not going to have a full-out special or anything, but you will see something in the future of Brian and I sitting down that will be in some type of bachelor-related thing. But they will not will be, it be at our a wedding. Separate, like a separate episode. No, it'll be in conjunction with something else that they're doing. But you, they'll do something for us. You'll like a little something. clip at the end of of Paradise or something like that. Yeah, a yeah, little homage. Be I honestly don't know how it'll play out, but I know that they want to do something. Yeah, so okay, stay good. Tuned. Okay, so mm-hmm. we can look forward to a special. Will it be after the wedding or before the wedding? Before the wedding. Before okay. the wedding. Okay. Now, let's talk about Colton and Cassie. Oh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Have, have, you, have you met them in person? No, but here's a funny story. So I'm very close with the stylist, um, Carrie right. Fetman. And I was staying in his place. I usually do when I go to L.A. And it's separated in three floors. So I'm downstairs in the room, in the bed, and I can hear someone in the room next to me, and it's like, you can tell they're moving around, going through boxes. And I'm like, what is that? And Carrie never comes downstairs. So I go, Carrie, is that you? And the voice goes, no, it's Colton. And he said, I said, oh my God, like I'm in like sleep clothes, the doors <laughs> closed. At the time I was wearing a wig, I was like, I don't even have my wig on. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I was like, this is, this is embarrassing. And he goes, Rachel, is that you? And I go, oh, oh God. I go, don't come in here. That's as close as I've gotten to Colton. And oh, he, was like, he was like, I'm just looking for something and like ran out. So no, I haven't met him officially. I've met him through a door. Through a door. And I've never met Cassie. But... You aren't, how do you feel about the future of their relationship? So I, the one thing I, I do like hold back on is trying to predict how I think they're going to be because there was just so much negativity around my own and people still don't think Brian and I are going to make it until mm-hmm. we actually walk down the aisle. So who knows what can happen? However, I will say she is so impressionable and she is so easily influenced by her family and they weren't at the finale. Know that. Mind you, they live in, I know. They live in California, so it was nothing for them to be there. And you've seen in these past few seasons, families come. I said that yesterday. Why didn't they come? I don't think they're on board with it. They're a very religious and traditional family, yes. which I come from that as well. And it sounds like they are thinking about living together. That's probably against yeah, their Colton beliefs. Yeah, Colton said he's moved to California to be near her. Yeah, and that's against... and. I mean, as a parent watching, they're seeing their daughter. I mean, her dad flew to Portugal to say, I know you, you're not ready. If you were, this is what you would have said. They know their child. And I think that Colton is chasing, chasing, very close to smothering her. And I think that the family sees it that way. I don't think they're 100% on board when it comes to that. But as far as their relationship goes, I think that 
she's the ball's in her court. Mm -hmm. She's running it. And as long as Colton is fine being in that position and letting her do things her way, the way she wants to, I think they'll be successful. My advice to them, though, is to stay out of the media and try to work on building the foundation of their relationship because now it's when it started. Right. Not when you're in hiding for three months. This is it. Today, 5, 6 p.m. when they're done doing their media round and there are no more cameras in their face, that's going to be when it starts. So if you see them do another reality TV show or one of them does Dancing with the Stars, then I think their relationship is doomed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why do so many of the relationships like die He's after Dancing dog. with the Stars? <laughs> That is a grueling, from my understanding, process. And like you, you enter another world where the cameras are all in your face and you're dancing 10 hours a day. And it's like you just got out of this TV world only to jump back in it. You're not nurturing the relationship that you have. For Brian and I, we went back home to Dallas. And did you deliberately with- not want to do Dancing with the yeah. Stars for that reason? I, I came out and said, I, I just, it's not for me. I want to focus on our relationship. We need time away from the camera. We went to Dallas. Then we went to Houston to see my extended family. Then we went to Miami to see his. We surrounded ourselves with people that are the most influential in mm-hmm. our life. And I think that that really allowed us to be a strong force against all the negativity that we were Absolutely. facing from the media. And I would suggest Cassie and Colton do that. I don't think they will. I think that we will see them in front of cameras Mm -hmm. doing their own thing. And I think as long as they stay caught up in that whirlwind, they'll work as well. But right. They need to say, feel like they have to. Yeah. They, it's all, it's all very exciting. Can you imagine being 23 and this is your new life? Same thing I say with Hannah B as the bachelorette. She's having the time of her life right now. Yeah. What's not to like. Right. Yeah. But then what happens? Um, I have a community question from oh. one of our members, um, Vicky Kapter. Um, She asks, when was the last time you remember getting bullied and what did you do to combat it? Ooh, great question. I'm bullied every day. Um, on social and, media? On social media, mm-hmm. which I will say it's Vicky. 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 Vicky, I'll say it is hard because I didn't come from this world. Mm-hmm. Right? I think I had like 400 followers on Instagram. I didn't even have a Twitter account <laughs> when I yeah. did all of this. So it's a whole new world and um, it, it, it's hard. You know, people see me as confident and strong, but I definitely have my weak moments. So, I mean, I was literally just bullied the other day on Instagram because people are comparing, again, questioning my relationship. And basically calling me Ring Lindsay. That's what they call me on Twitter. And are saying that (laughs) I followed a ring and I should have done what Colton did and followed my heart as if I didn't. Right. But I'm getting all of that again. It's like digging it all up, things that happened two years ago. So the best way for me to combat it is one, to not entertain it. Mm -hmm. Some things you just can't help but see. You know, you're, you're not looking for it, it finds you. But my biggest advice is knowing who you are and knowing your worth and your value and not measuring it by other people's standards is the healthiest way to combat it. Don't play into it. I used to clap back at people. Don't do that either. That's a, it's that's a, a rabbit It's hole. a waste of time. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, you can't it just win. won't do anything for you. So just stay strong in who you are and don't let other people's opinions define you. And that's how I combat it. I love it. I love it so much. And I'm just going to shout out quickly all of our members. Um, Lord Pumpkin, Lindy Corn, Ann Kay, watching and making with Wolf Girl, Shauna Battle, Ethan, Vicky, Leggy Licks, Chula Mommy, 
Bruna Daniels, the co-op two, Kaylee Baloka, Nija Muma Muma, Leah three, Tony Hoffinsets, Franklin McLeod, Jessica Kent, Kelly Faith, Porcelain Moon, Mon Vibot, Preston, Alexander Rossi, Night Runner, Tyler Flays, and Maria Underwood. Woo, we have a lot of them. Woo. Oh. Hey guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I've got um, another question about sort of wedding personal stuff, and then we want to hear about your exciting kind of new career that you're pursuing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yes. what about kids? Are you planning? I'm like ready. I I have the worst baby fever. I see a child and I'm just like, give them to me. We'll babysit. I don't even know the kids. <laughs> I, it, I do that too. <laughs> it is so in me. I mean, I'm going to be 34 next month. I told Brian, Brian's 39 already. I said, Brian, the moment that we like hoping, I think my parents would just die if it happens before. They're, they're like, oh, God. Parents. they're so yeah. very traditional. They die. If, if if it happens the way that we would like for it to, I'm like going to want to start trying as soon as we get married. You're like, like in the Caribbean. The yeah. The I am of. like ready. Yeah. Right. So, so you'll be off the children. birth control. <laughs> already not on birth control. Oh, so it could happen. Yeah. That's why I could. say like, yeah. I'm you're like, we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm kind of scared to get on it just because I'm like older. So it's like, I, I just, I'm like, I don't want to start it again. Yeah. Start. I haven't been on it in years. So I'm Neither. just like, I don't want to start now. The hormones are just a lot for like some people's bodies like I just that's why like, I stopped me too I just yeah yeah but I mean if you're you can be more careful than others so so you're gonna stop being careful probably <laughs> yeah. like close yeah. to the wedding yeah, yeah I'm like ready I'm so ready for yeah. kids you guys oh well, that's you're gonna really want to be able to drink at the wedding like that's what I always think well, of like, I don't even think about yeah that. I do always think about the that sacrifices like, right, yeah. can be made want to get drunk and then I do (laughs) I so do but then you know everyone would notice if I wasn't drinking at the wedding you can't say oh I'm I'm on a cleanse on your wedding no No. start trying like two weeks before or something and then you won't know or like a month before you still won't know that's right I mean, I don't know. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I've never been guys. pregnant, but this is just, my friend was on a bachelorette with me last year and she was pregnant and she didn't know. And literally girl drank a lot and the baby's fine. Yeah. They say, they, <laughs> it, but it happens a lot. Like, yes. On the well, my first was a surprise and I was on birth control and he was still a surprise. Whoa. And I, and yes, we were drinking. Like we went out for drinks and dinners and stuff because I had no idea. No, you know, it they happens. used to in the old days. The old think days, you can drink. There's <laughs> a lot. No, I'm talking about like back in like I'm talking about back in like the 1400s when like they'd give whiskey to the people having babies so they yeah, know, wouldn't hurt. They no. also had a lot of children that were born in the 1400s that had issues. <laughs> True. But anyway, but, but anyway. my my oldest, he's fine. So, <laughs> but still, gonna get fired. So, um, well, I'm glad to hear that you're planning to have kids and we'll be starting very shortly and now then, the question is am I going to like have them all over Instagram like other people do I don't know if I'm going to do that yeah I feel like you wouldn't will you introduce I, I know the you baby so well. on Instagram <laughs> probably I think it's it's hard it's like a tough line because I don't want to exploit my children but people are also so invested in your relationship and your wedding because you found it all in front of everyone. So there, it's like it's a fine line. I have to do something, but I can't do. I won't go to the extreme that other people that, are going. You mean um, creating an Instagram for a baby when it's still in the womb? Ex- 
And how, that fall, that baby has a lot of followers. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know why because nobody likes them. <laughs> no, I'm just oh, kidding. So I'm just kidding. I think people are like coming around. To yeah, say they, they actually are. They, 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 are. they seem really cute yeah. and perfect for each they other. They do. Well, you can also introduce your baby on Hollywood Life. We yeah. would I love to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we would <laughs> on love the podcast. to have the first uh, photos of your baby. <laughs> you don't um, have to do it. We can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be, um, and there's no comments on Hollywood Life. Oh, yeah. So I'm, it's a safe place. You're reeling me in. It's yeah. a safe place to introduce <laughs> your baby. You can't be bullied. <laughs> but before you have a baby, you have your ESPN radio show, which we definitely yes. want to talk about very quick. My new baby. Your new baby. Your, your first firstborn. Yes. <laughs> so I think a lot of people are, I was billed as an attorney. Yes. But you don't know the path I got to become an attorney. So I was a sports management major at the University of Texas. Then I went to Marquette Law strictly for sports law. And then any lawyer will tell you whatever you do in school, like you end up doing something completely yeah. different. But I always have had this love and passion for sports. And another thing people assume is that because I was with ABC, that ESPN is a natural progression. Not true. I did go to ESPN right after the show, and they were like, we like you, but our sports audience doesn't know who you are and doesn't relate to they you. They don't watch The Bachelorette. Right. Yeah. They're, like, they're into sports. Yeah. yeah. They're like, <laughs> you don't relate. So no. And like Jordan Rogers did that, JoJo's fiance, mm -hmm. but he played football. His brother's Aaron Rogers. Yeah. There's a difference. He's a male. It, 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 yeah. There's a difference. With females, you need a little bit more credibility. So I thought, okay. That was a door that was closed. I went to another network, door closed. So I thought, okay, I'll just start doing this on my own. And so I just started making my own reel. I did work for Facebook, Stadium Through Sports. I tapped into the entertainment side. I would appear, guest host, do things for free, fly myself yeah. out there until somebody noticed me at ESPN, gave me a chance on the biggest stage on TV. And from then on, I got a, a contract with them. And so I've been doing radio, which yeah. I had a show, a football show this football season. And now I do a sports radio show or sports talk show. And it's called GTL. It's 12 to 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. And I'm with two other guys. We have so much fun doing it. You, you should I bet you do. Tune uh, in. I bet you yeah, do. Yeah, everybody tune in to Sirius XM Channel 80 or on the app. 12 to 4 to listen to Rachel. And you also are on, on do live Twitter shows, don't you? Yes. Yes. Thank you. I do. <laughs> so I basketball right now is what I'm starting with. So college basketball, we've got the March uh, Madness tournament mm -hmm. coming up. We're doing a live Twitter show on the 21st. It'll be from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. AM. Oh my God. Eastern. I won't be on the whole time, but it's such a fun show. The guys that are, are so great that are doing it. And it's just fun to like fill out your brackets, even yeah. if you're not into basketball. And then I'll do NBA shows as well, hoping to, to do it again for the playoffs. And we do a pregame show where we preview the two teams and talk about some of, the, some of the surrounding stories around those teams and then just what's going on in the league. Well, I say ESPN needs you. Thank you. Absolutely. They really do. They need more women for they sure. They need more women. And also women who can, I, I, I don't I'm not saying dumb it down for like other girls, but like who can explain it in terms that girls will understand and relate to. No, honestly, I love that you say that because something that I am working on. Well, OK, yes, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I tell am us. working on. And the only thing is because I haven't trademarked the name of it yeah. yet. But I want to do something on social media where I am helping. And, and not just, I started off wanting it to be women. But I'm like, why does it have to be gender specific? There are a lot of guys that don't watch sports. Yeah. But sports has helped me so much get invited to like the all boys lunch. Mm -hmm. Or even if when I was dating, 
be on a date and be conversational yeah. when it comes to sports. So I want to create something that's a quick rundown of what's happening this week in sports, just so like, and I want to dish it out first thing Monday morning. So if you're grabbing your coffee at work, if you're going on like some type of online dating app, you just want to like have pillow talk with your husband, or you're just like at a watch party and you have no idea what to say. I just want to give you little nuggets that help you fake it till you make yes. it. Yes. And you're able to talk sports. Yeah. Like and the where, skin will kinda, where will this run? Where will this run? I love that. I love that idea that so idea much. I actually pitched that idea to them and they're like, oh, our audience isn't into sports. Oh my. I will oh. do this with you. I love it. Where where will this run, this idea? So right now, okay. I think I'm just going to do it for fun on my social yeah. media. It's super informal, and we'll see if it gets picked up and if it's something else because – it's you're right. It's not saying dumb down. It's no. just like I'm just gonna help you fake it. Like right. oh my god, I cannot believe you know Kyler Murray's throwing today or whatever. And then you no. might understand it and might be interested in it. And you know you're telling them just what they need to know. That doesn't mean that they have to. I don't know. I just know that I used to sit and watch with my parents who are huge sports fans, and I would ask them questions, and they would give me a like great breakdown of it. Mm-hmm. And because they're coaches themselves, so they could talk like that and and explain it to me. But no one, my friends don't you know, get it or know that yeah. stuff and they want to, but you know, and I love that idea. I've thought of things like that for a while and I love that you're going to do that. Well, my son plays soccer. He's on a, on a club team and he's going to play soccer at college. And I still don't understand what an offside is. <laughs> <laughs> so they're Rachel. always going offside. <laughs> no, I will admit soccer is, I don't know why it's so confusing to me. I never grew up playing or watching Neither. it, but Brian is a huge soccer fan. And so I watched the world cup with him last or this past summer. Yeah. So I understand it a little bit more. And my radio show host is uh, Taylor Twelman. He's one of them. And he's, like a big soccer guy played 10 years. Oh, it's years. fun to watch. It's yeah. great. So I learn a lot through him too now. Besides <laughs> well, that too many people are on the one side of the field. I thought it was like when you're the attacking from the other, from the opposite the team trying side. to get the goal, you're trying to get a goal <laughs> and you cross, you right, cross, you cross the overlay. It's over. too many people on the other side. Oh, I thought it wasn't too many. I thought it was that you cross too early or you have to have one of the other team with you. Yeah. Like there's too many, right. Like certain number of people have to be back right. and you can't. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cross. So if one comes, is trying to come over. (laughs) Okay, we'll take this something like that. (laughs) Rachel's gonna break it down. She's gonna figure out and break it down on her social media with her new project. And that's why we're in entertainment, people. Well, Rachel, it's been so great to have you here and have fun wedding dress shopping because that's your next mission. Have even more fun baby making. (laughs) 
I will. <laughs> be sure to let us know when you have news. And we really wish you well on the wedding and on moving to Miami. And it's all very exciting. So we want to keep in touch with everything. Yeah. And everyone, don't forget to turn into her to listen to her serious XM show. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been fun. Okay, so really fun. fun. Next time you and Brian can come in together post wedding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brian. Brian. Yes. We'll come back. Amazing. Okay, good. Okay, that's got to be a promise. Oh, I promise. <laughs> I, I keep swear. my word. She does. Okay, good. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I'm like, she does because I met her an hour ago and we're <laughs> literally best friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. Thank you, Rachel. Thank and you. good luck. Rachel Lindsay, Bachelorette, and she's going to be bride soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>